Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? <laughs> You're listening to the Anime Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, JD, ever, ever joined by my, my copulous co-partner, <laughs> Earthworm, sorry. <laughs> that was, that was... <laughs> Oh, yep, you heard it. That's that's JD. That's what he that's what he sounds it's, like now. It's it's totally me, JD. Well, Dicks, early. am I right? <laughs> oh fuck. Um hi. Hello everybody. <laughs> well, I said it last week, this podcast has devolved into chaos. Um I am Earthworm. Welcome back to the Anime Brothers Podcast. Contrary to what you might actually believe, the person who was just speaking is in fact not JD. The ruses. I can't keep up the ruse. Um, I've invited Matt from Otaku Melancholy to come on and make it so I don't have to talk to myself for upwards of an hour. Um, so thank you for joining me, Matt, and helping me save my sanity. You're, you're, you're very welcome. I realize that my JD now sounds a lot like Joey Wheeler from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! So, you know. It's, you know, improv, it's a yes and. You just gotta <laughs> roll with it. <laughs> no, but yeah, thank you for having me. It's a whole it's it's great to be back. Of course, of course. Yes, JD is still in the South Pacific hunting men for sport. So, um Dang. he should be back next week, I believe, uh unless he really gets a taste for it and goes completely feral. That is always an option. It's on the waiver sheet when you sign. Well, so, I I hope he bagged him a big one or a small one. I don't really know what he's looking for. You know, I I think he likes to occasionally go in into the woods with just his bare hands and see how many people he can stuff in a burlap sack. Fair enough. So, me too. I'm hoping he gets that done. Everybody wish him well. Um, but until then, you're stuck with me and Matt, and we're talking about Digimon. We're talking about the Digimon movie specifically, but we will be branching off into wider Digi shenanigans, Digi tomfoolery, <laughs> if you will. Um, but yeah, every time me and Matt get together, we end up talking about Digimon in one way, shape, or form. It is something we have bonded over, and I, J- JD is just not on that level with me. He 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 lets me do my thing, but he's not gonna he's not gonna invest into Digimon with me. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's why I brought my digi friend and that we're going to do digi stuff. Um just going to start recreating the digi rap here, I guess. Yeah, uh, for the entirety of this podcast, I'll be I might I'll be referred to as Digi Matt to keep with the uh, to keep with the theming. Digi Matt, you could be Mattymon. <laughs> I am sure there's I'm sure there's some Digimon from like one of those series I don't know anything about that's like Mattymon and he's like something that's got like, you know, a, a soccer ball for like uh, a tail and like, you know, uh, a small nuclear warhead for a head. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Uh, before we get into Digimon talk, though, um, Matt, what's going on, man? Uh, what have you been up to? How's, how's it going with the podcast? How's it going with you? Uh, how's it going with the podcast? Looks around. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, um, I, uh, as you said at the top of the episode, I, I host a podcast called otaku melancholy i've been on a temporary leave because for the time being it's been just me and i had some health issues that kind of prevented me from really doing the podcast and i recently just got well enough to where i can talk for an extended period of time and you know uh that's well like not talk but like breathe and talk you know yeah so i finally got back into that and by the time you're listening to this there should be an episode out hopefully unless i get i do this thing that i regularly do which is i listen back to the uh 
to my voice and say, oh, I absolutely hate that. You are the stupidest person alive, Matt. Delete. Um, but it should be on Demon Slayer because I recently got in a big Demon Slayer kick catching up with this, the Swordsmith Village. Hell and, yeah. Hey, I mean, it's what everybody's doing. Why not? Why not? Just why not? Why not? You know? That's how you um, get the kids hooked, and then you start <laughs> selling them cigarettes behind the school. <laughs> no, I just straight to hard drugs. You know, those kids. Those kids come to me. They're coming. They're coming for some actual death sticks. But <laughs> no, um, I've not really been doing a whole lot that would amount to, to anything really interesting. I think right now, uh, because of the product of this episode, I've really gotten back into Digimon as a whole because I, I watched the movie and I was like, damn. Two thirds of that were good. <laughs> I, I want to pick it back up. And we had talked previously about uh, I was watching Digimon passively, you know, like not even like engaging with it with all of my senses. And so now I'm I'm hard back on that. I'm going. We're going. We're gone. So Fuck yeah, I mean, it's just Digimon is just such an exciting franchise, and I'm I'm saying that like I'm trying to like I'm from Bandai and I'm trying to pitch you on Digimon. But I really feel like Digimon really just is an exciting franchise because of its malleability. And so the fact that I can watch an anime that's directed for kids, but at the same time play an RPG uh, slash visual novel that is literally like, you're in the middle of the fucking woods. Digimon are trying to eat you alive. What are you going to do about it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about it at all. I was not prepared for this. So I'm Have just you been getting... liking, is that Digimon Survive, I'm assuming? Yeah. Have you been liking it? I I really have. Um, I, I really have because uh, I do like I love things that lean on the darker side of like storytelling and all that. For sure. And while the combat is very really it's really shallow, like nothing that you would ever probably like if you were at a gaming conversation, you'd ever say, yo, I love Digimon Survives gameplay. But it, it's still passable and it's still got a thrilling enough story. So that's really just the fact that I can like watch Digimon Adventure with the with dub while I'm playing Digimon Survive on like Switch is just great. So really a great, great franchise to haul. And I guess that's really all I've been doing of note. Uh, how's it? What's been going on with you, Mr. Worm? My dude, um, a lot. So I, I have a story to tell everybody, but I'm going to save that until that's going to be my, my last thing. We're going to end on that. Um, so first of all, I forgot to mention it last week, but two weeks ago um, was our local anime convention. Good old Port Con up here in, in the great state of Maine. So that was pretty fun. Um, went for a couple of days. JD actually was able to go for a couple hours before he had to, to finish getting ready. Uh, and it was cool. Cool. I, and uh, it ties into this because I bought more Digimon figures. Oh. I, bought, I bought a little uh, like two-character figure. It's got uh, Kari and Gatomon. And I think it's pretty goddamn cool. Sounds so, pretty yeah. goddamn cool. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what sort of like... Uh, sort of like panels or whatever. It was like a yokai themed, which was an interesting theme for a con. So there was a lot of like yokai type stuff. The one that really stuck out to me was um someone did a panel about like Pokemon and their yokai influences and kind of broke down like which Pokemon are influenced by which yokai and, and how their moveset and like their Pokedex entries translate to their origin. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for PortCon. Uh, but here's the big story. Here's the story. Um, this is the story of how a person spends $1,400 to play a video game they bought for 40. Ooh, I, the premise has already got me hooked in as a listener. 
That's what I'm thinking. You know, uh, <laughs> this is the story of a man who is either a genius or very stupid. And I don't want to hear your opinions about it. I'm just going to leave that in the ether. So I mentioned last episode, I, I, I've been on a wicked wrestling kick, Matt. I don't know if you've heard of that about me. I'm big into WWE right now. Ned and it's did not know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's sarcasm. I knew that. I knew. Okay. That I figured, I figured you, you tend to listen to, to some episodes every now and then at least. So I figured, you know, I haven't been quiet about it. I bought WWE 2K23 to play cause it was on sale and I've, I've had it on the steam wish list for forever. Mm -hmm. I played it a little bit online and it ran kind of shitty, but I'm like, all right, that's just my internet, whatever. I finally got a chance to play just a single player versus the computer match and the game runs in goddamn slow motion. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? I, I, I thought at first I'm like, oh man, is the tutorial really going to be in slow motion the whole time? This sucks. Oh no. <laughs> no. No, come to oh, find no. out after some research, um, my graphics card was not up to snuff to play this fucking game. So after two days of researching graphics cards upgrades and pulling uh, the fucking side panel off my PC to check all the specs, realizing that I have a severely underpowered PC, which is something I probably already knew, but I'd, I didn't have the numbers to prove it. I go to Best Buy, I'm like talking to a guy, I'm like looking at a power supply and a graphics card, and I get talked into buying a $1,400 PC. Oh, no. <laughs> Not even talked into, like the guy, like he genuinely tried to like, he showed me laptops that were like almost as powerful and for like less money. I'm like, I don't know, man, I just don't, I want a fucking desktop. I want, I'm that asshole now. Ooh. So here we are. We are recording our first episode on our new PC. Uh, it's a big box, and I've got the color set to mint blue. So that's we're we're killing it, bro. We're killing it. Um, I can play WWE 2K23 now, though, and it runs really good. Hey, you know what? That's that's all. That, if it makes you happy, then that's all that matters. Yeah. So that's how I I celebrated uh, our independence as a country by by researching gpus and going to best buy and and consumerism so i yeah. think i did i think i did my part oh absolutely i mean like what's more american than spending money on uh, on entertainment yeah yeah spending you know uh, a large chunk of money that you initially had saved for a down payment on a vehicle and then said nah i'm gonna get a computer instead ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so mean, yeah yeah wait, wait, go ahead no, I was just like, I was just like, yeah, I was looking, I was, I was looking over at some of my computer going like, yeah, this was for a car too, actually, but then it became a PC. So, you know, hey, what is it? I, I relate. I relate yeah, to the I, protagonist of this story immensely. <laughs> it is, uh, it is my fatal flaw. Uh, so that, that's what I've been up to. I've been, I've been making irresponsible decisions. All right. Well, uh, before we get into the main topic, anything digital, uh, I guess we'll just go over some, get some quick plugs out of the way. Definitely remember to, uh, you know, subscribe to your preferred podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Give us a rating and review if you think we don't suck. Uh, if you really enjoy the content, patreon.com slash anime brothers podcast. And we have merch now. Don't quote me apparel.com is our official merch site. You can go there. You can get our merch. You can get other stuff partnered with Mason over there. And we are very excited to bring you anime brothers stuff. Get our chibi cute little faces put them on your chest and wear them and tell people that you like us um all right 
without further ado, uh, it's time to get digital. I am ready to. I'm ready to roll the digit dice and get you know, uh, digit lucky. I don't know. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm definitely going to pick one of the many um, pop punk Digimon songs from this movie as a transition piece. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, I just one of the things that I wonder about this movie is just was. When you're doing a localization like that, do you just look at the somebody looked at the budget and said, "Yeah, I could probably work on investing more time to maybe making this movie a more fluid and streamlined story experience, or I could put Smash Mouth and Bare Naked Ladies on this uh, movie." And I think that's what I'm gonna do. Fuck y'all. <laughs> we have a budget, and we're gonna spend it wisely. <laughs> I'm I'm going to get all my favorite artists. I'm going to get less than Jake. I'm going to get the mighty mighty boss tones. It is going to be a ska and pop punk party over here. That's <laughs> that's what this movie is. That's what this movie is. Um, all right. So the movie in question is, of course, the Digimon movie, uh, released in 2000, uh, produced by Saban Entertainment and distributed by 20th Century Fox. It is the first Digimon movie that we got in America and from uh, as far as I know the only theatrical release Digimon has ever had in America um, mm-hmm. you know, quote me, correct me if I'm wrong anybody out there but this is the only one that I'm well aware of I know they've had plenty of series and stuff but yeah yeah so if y'all don't know um, listening this is the reason I like this movie and find it so interesting minus my love of Digimon is the fact that this theatrical release is this mishmash stitched together fucking sick Lovecraftian amalgamation of three completely separate, unconnected, other than the fact that they are Digimon stuff, OVAs that came out of Japan. And the people, the fine people at Saban, I guess, were like, you know what we're going to do? Put as little work in and make as much money as possible. Which one of those things is true. So, yeah, um, Matt, before we start talking more about it, uh, like, give me some background on, like, give me your background on Digimon. Um, so, obviously, I, I was at the peak of that generation where you had Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon, and you were basically going to make one or all of those your personality. And I conveniently said, I'm going to do that with all three. But then I got hooked on Digimon because Digimon would come on like Saturday mornings and um, Pokemon generally came on on Saturday mornings as well. But we never I lived uh, just a bit backstory about me. I come from the uh, the great state, uh, quote unquote, great, quote unquote, state, quote unquote, the, <laughs> uh, of Alabama. And Alabama has this like kind of this notorious reputation for being kind of uh, living just straight in poverty in a lot of areas. And I came from some of those areas. So I didn't have cable TV ever until like I was 15. And if I couldn't pick up the WB, I was not watching the WB on the little rabbit ears. So I never got to watch Pokemon in the morning. But I got Fox. And Fox had Digimon. And so that's what I watched every every morning uh, when it came on. And... I would just watch Pokemon and stuff after school at the person who would like, I would like be babysat and all that. And I just watched it at their house. And that's got how I got my Dragon Ball Z Sailor Moon. 
all that fix. And so Digimon was something I actively looked forward to. And that's that's really, I was so obsessed with it because it was just one of those things. It was like my own little thing because the kids at school didn't know about Digimon. They didn't, no one was as familiar with Digimon as I was. So I was just, you know, reveling in this like secret thing that was my own thing and nobody could ever, you know, you know, like totally just talk to me about it. And I could totally be like an asshole at like school and stuff and say something. Somebody'd be like, yeah, like Pikachu's so cool. I'm like, yeah, Agumon could body Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> and they would just be like, what the fuck is an Agumon? <laughs> and I'm just, yeah, you know, Agumon, Greymon, War Greymon. Fuck, War Greymon kill every single Pokemon alive. What do you mean? <laughs> and so it was my own little thing. And I kind of cherished Digimon because it was my own little thing because I got to just talk with myself. And that sounds really sad. And that's because it is. But... It, it's just it's just the style of the times and Digimon was this thing that I was obsessed with and um, uh, for some reason we actually did have the toys in Alabama so uh, I, I did have like a little talking talking uh, Ag- Agumon and uh, these little minifigures they had I love I love Digimon and uh, that's really where my origin story comes from my my digi destined uh, you know origin story fuck yeah man um, I love it. it it very much I think parallels most kids who grew up on Digimon, you know, if you're somewhere around the age of 30 and are a fan of Digimon, I think to a certain extent, everybody's like, it's that Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. excitement. And I, too, um, I didn't have cable for a while. Um, I don't remember if my one of my local channels was the one with Digimon. I think I might have been in an area where we got the WB just fine, but like Fox did not come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what it was. So I remember when we lost cable, I kind of like lost touch with Digimon and it became almost this ancient artifact of nostalgia for me to where it's like, I remember really, really liking that, but it was ripped away from me when I was a boy and I never got it back. Mm-hmm. Love it. So, um, did you like stick with Digimon at all throughout your your adulthood or is it something you've just kind of gotten back into because a fellow podcaster won't shut up about it well while i would like to say that i have independence from you and all that and say that it wasn't because of you i will say that i stayed with digimon up to to tamers like the first few episodes of tamers so i finished adventure 2 and that was basically it for me and tamers came on and i didn't really like tamers as much as i liked adventure for reasons i'm sure we'll discuss later uh, so I didn't really stick with it, but when the Digimon Adventure Tri movies came out, I was watching, I watched them. I watched the first one and part of the second one, and that's about where it ends. And I was going to like be with everyone else and have that huge celebration with a uh, Digimon, when Digimon, uh, Adventure Kizuna, whatever, you know, you know, the one yeah, uh, yeah. came out but i didn't but then in 2020 uh they did that remake of digimon adventure and i watched like the first five episodes of it and said oh this doesn't hit and Same. i dropped it but then it was you know, weird it, it, it was it didn't feel it didn't feel um not that it didn't feel right it just not to be a boomer about it, it didn't feel like my digimon well and, i i think one of the big problems and this is coming from somebody who doesn't particularly like that this genre but i think the fact that it wasn't so much an isekai it wasn't a you're trapped in the digital world feeling mm-hmm. um, which is something that i really gravitated to um i still gravitate to when it comes to adventure one specifically is that it is an isekai before 
they got to the point where everything like to make an isekai you had to make certain cookie cutter tropes it was very much a we're trapped in a fantasy world that ends and you know happens to be digital and it's the kids have to grow up real fast and, and find a way out yeah it it just it, it wasn't that it wasn't that and no i i don't know I think at the time I also was kind of just a little bit uh, overwhelming myself with seasonal stuff at the time. So anything I could drop, I would drop. That's fair. Uh, but no, until we started talking about it regularly, that's when I kind of refreshed myself about all the things I knew about Digimon and started picking up the the latest video games and stuff like that and going like, oh, I still really like Digimon as a premise. And I, 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 I love adventure for what it is. I, I will admit that every time I watch it, I have to turn it up to like 1.5 speed or have something going on in the background for me to even like stay invested. But I, I feel like a little bit of that isn't because of Digimon per se, as much as it's just that, you know, Saban entertainment and their dub, it's, it's explicitly meant, I feel like for kids. And I don't know, yeah. it's, it's not kids entertainment for everyone. It's kids entertainment for kids. I, I agree with that. And I've listened to a lot of critiques about the Digimon movie through, throughout this latest Digimon phase I've been going through. And a lot of, that comes up a lot is the fact uh, that the the dub is it's like a fucking fidget spinner of a dub. There's <laughs> never a moment to where the scenery can just breathe. There has to be some quip or some line of dialogue every goddamn second. Right. And that's that really that really shows through in this movie. And I feel like that's all the dubs at the time. Pokemon did the same thing. Yu-Gi-Oh does the same thing. You all you can't have a moment where kids are not being stimulated. So we've always got to put in a bad joke or something like that. And I actually made a list of all the jokes that actually made me laugh uh, during um the movie because it was a surprisingly high amount. So I don't know if that's talking about how much my brain is degrading or maybe they actually got some like a writer who had written for like some like late night show at one point in his career or something. Well, I think the the quips and stuff really aren't they aren't bad, you know, they aren't completely cringeworthy. I think it's the problem of when you have to do them so often, you when you force yourself to do them so often, you a run out of material and b it just becomes tried and and old. Well, well, Earthworm, I just I just got to say I was looking at my list and I saw the one that made me laugh so hard, but you know this is the scene during our war games, the second sequence. Yeah. Uh where uh, Izzy is trying to talk to Ty about like how he's getting on the internet, and he says something like, "Do you know what a semiconductor is?" And Ty says, "It's a guy who works part time on a train." And I like <laughs> lost my mind. I like almost vomited from laughing. I don't. It's it's so, it's it's great. I love it. I love it. Oh, what about the um the truck drivers? Oh, the truck like, drivers. What happened? I don't know. I was sleeping, but you're driving. <laughs> there's there's so many of those like uh i uh he's eating us out of house and home page <laughs> I, I loved i loved that i loved that it, yeah mm. oh man okay um all right let's let's get right into it let's let's talk about the movie i think we're gonna take it kind of chunk by chunk we'll do because it is you know three separate ovas so we'll do one one kind of part at a time review them separately and then give kind of a how we thought they all mesh together score at the end yeah. and then we can talk about just whatever whatever digital nonsense we want to talk about a digi discussion as it as it's as it's called 
<laughs> this guy gets it. This uh, yeah. guy, give him a fucking promotion. He gets this. I feel like I could have written for the Digimon dub. <laughs> this man's read the mission statement. He understands. Oh. Right, so, so the first... Um, oh, real quick, though. We have to talk about... We cannot gloss over the... Uh, the true opening to this movie, the Angela Anaconda short. Oh, God. I thought you weren't going to say anything about that fucking Angela Anaconda short. No, I straight up have the wiki pulled up, and I wasn't going to say anything, and then I scroll. Like, it's in the plot. It says Angela Anaconda short. I'm like, are you, is that really the plot, though? <laughs> so I watched this on YouTube, and anybody who wants to watch it um, can watch most of it. Like, some parts you're going to have to, like, find a separate video, but it is chunked together on YouTube. Um, but Matt, you had the privilege of watching it on the VHS. So did you fast forward through this, or did you did you just go full ham and watch the An- Angela Anaconda short? Okay, so uh, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Earthworm. I feel like this was digi destined to happen because about a week before Earthworm propositioned uh, me to come on and talk about this, I actually went to a yard sale and picked up a clamshell like copy of Digimon the movie on VHS. So I watched this on VHS. I have an old little CRT set up for my retro games because I am an elitist piece of shit, and uh, I uh, so I like got a, my VCR out that I still have something that is like. Every time I bring it out, it's like, father, kill me. <laughs> I'm like, no, you have one more. You have one more digi duel with this VCR to go with, go through. Uh, and so I put it in. And yeah, I actually was so scared that if I fast forwarded that, that my VCR would be like, fuck it. We dead now. Uh, so I did watch the Angela Anaconda short. And I, man, I was cringing so hard. I had to like make a call for my dentist to be like, I'm going to break some teeth because I am like grinding my teeth so bad at this Angela Anaconda short. It's what, what is it doing there? I get, I don't, I get it. They, they probably were like Angela Anaconda is the hot new TV show that the kids are going to love. First of all, that's a whole separate issue. We're going to set that over to the side. We'll talk about that after. Why the Digimon movie? What? I, because I guess that I guess that Fox family was like, we've got Angela Anaconda. What more could you want? <laughs> and it's such a it's such a. I don't know. Um, there should be a term and I'm sure there is one in German because German has every single term ever. But there should be a term for when a country makes something talking about another country or its culture. And then it just completely just misses the mark. <laughs> But Angela doing her, I digivolve into Angela Mon made me just want to just, just, just neck myself right there. Oh man, uh, yeah, like I so I remember seeing Angela Anaconda, um, just on TV. I'm like, this show mm-hmm. kind of sucks. But you know, as a kid, it's like whatever's on, you're just gonna kind of fucking deal with. So you're gonna watch it. You're just gonna hate watch Angela Anaconda as a fucking six year old, which is what I did. Um. And then for her to show up and ruin my digital experience at my digi movie, no, no, I still haven't forgiven her. You were like, "I'm digi disgusted. <laughs> this is digi damned. I'm gonna have some digi discourse with these digi dumbasses who made this movie." Yeah, but it, the art style for for Angela Anaconda just is it just doesn't 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 don't like it. Don't like. So fun fact about that, specifically the art style, and then we'll get off of the Angela Anaconda abomination. Um, I, I they got I don't know, remember exactly who, it, uh, but somebody 
in that had to do with Angela Anaconda, whether it be the production company, whatever, they got sued because that the pictures that they used, they literally just cut out of like a 1950s yearbook, never talked to anybody, never asked anybody if like any family members if that was okay. They just went ahead and used people's faces. Oh, that's not kosher. Uh, Angela Mon, fun fact, is actually on the Digimon wiki, so I guess she's that's canon. Oh, uh, every day something makes me like Digimon a little bit less, and I never know where it's going to come from. You don't like and... the fact that Angela Mon is canonically the strongest champion Digimon of all the Digimon? I don't, I don't know what's wrong with that. No, you know what I don't like is that I could not get Angela Mon in Digimon World Next Order. Fucking uh... trash game. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, you know what you have to do. There's a bus. There's a bus outside of like the first level. You've got to like squat in front of it, do like a triple jump, and then like have a n- second controller ready. Second controller ready, holding start <laughs> the entire time, and then you can get Angela Mon. But you got to beat beat her first. Uh, all right. But what you really got to do is first. All right, take your take your controller. All right, now walk outside. Now lay down in the middle of the highway. All right, now just wait. All right. <laughs> Just trust me, 10 to 30 seconds, you're fine. You'll see Ange Lamont soon enough. <laughs> All right, oh. um, that that's enough, Angela Anaconda. I'll be damned if she gets any more spotlight on my podcast. Um, so the first part of the Digimon movie is the Digimon short film, Digimon Adventure, directed by Mamoru Hosoda in his directorial debut, um, premiered before the Digimon series and is kind of the predecessor. It's the first piece of media that is officially Digimon. If you don't count the, the V pets or the Tamagotchis that technically spawned Digimon. Um, it features uh, Tai, um, Taiichi, if you want to go with the Japanese names, but we're, I think we're going to stick with the, with the dub names because we're a bunch of bastards. It mm-hmm. features Tai and Kari as like uh, eight years younger than where they are in Adventure 2 and they're just adorable little beans and they get a fucking Digimon. So Matt, how'd you feel about this first opening, um, I'd say like 20 to 30 minute part? So it's, as we discussed prior to recording, it is very different from what the Digimon that we come to know when it actually comes to TV series. Agumon over there is like the size of a small golf cart and there's also uh, that first Digi Evolution, which is like pre-baby mode or whatever. What was it like, Mamomon? Uh the little black poof, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, he's so that's the first like two Digimon stages have a bunch of different names, but I think baby mode is the is the accepted or baby stage. Babymon, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean that's neat. That was new to me. I I could not i always thought they just started as just regular babies then became rookies and i guess there was at some point there was just super babies no they um they do they just never show them in the series any of the main digimon as their baby form but there is uh it's an adventure one at least there's that spot in the digital world with all like the baby digimon those end up be every digimon starts as one of those at some point okay I mean, they're, I really, I really like that. I really think they're 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 really cute. They kind of the design of it looks like um, sort of what the, the little handheld, the uh, you know, the Tiger Electronics sort of um, virtual pet thing looks like. That's what maybe that's what they're trying to go for. I don't know. 
that's exactly what they were going for. Uh, oh. Digimon was essentially so. Um, as Pokemon had their video games, Digimon had um, or Toei or whatever company owned Digimon had Tamagotchi, and then like you said, the the virtual pets after, which were marketed towards boys rather than the Tamagotchi being popular for girls. So when Pokemon was like, we're gonna do a fucking anime about our video game and it's gonna kick ass, Digimon. I can't remember if it was after the premiere of Pokemon, but it was around the same time Digimon had the same idea. And they were like, we're going to make an anime about our fucking video things and it's going to kick ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean, and I feel like they, I mean, this this will be a little bit of a hot take here, but I think that at least Adventure 1 is at least better than the first season of Pokemon. I don't know if that's like a hot take or what. But just from kid me being invested in Digimon versus Pokemon, I felt like the fact that we were actually dealing with things that were actually screwing over the world and we're going to kill everybody if they wanted to. Plus, you know, I don't know. Digimon's designs. I'm getting a little bit off topic, but that's a, that's a discussion for some some time later. But no, to answer your question, I really like the first <laughs> sequence, the first uh, the first the first OVA that they condensed into this movie. Of course, we have Kyrie dubbing over everything, so there's like a cohesive narr- narrative being sure to remind you that Willis exists. Going, <laughs> yep. hey, Willis in America is dealing with something like this right now, and I'm like, well, then where is he, Kyrie? 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 Sorry. Um, and I, I, I really thought it was really cool. The visual spectacle of it all. Just you, you said something about how it was more horror leaning, and it really is. It's really just distressing, especially with Parrotmon coming down and just with rapid destruction like that. I really wish they haven't did not give Parrot like didn't give everybody a quip to say. Because Parrotmon, even though they look like a traditional just a bird, just a bird, they're still just a little bit scary. There's just something off about Parrotmon that when they use their attacks makes it seem a lot more um a lot more horrific than it should be. And I'm obviously I'm assuming the movie cut out the parts where like Parrotmon committed, you know, like collateral damage that killed like thousands of japanese people but you know you just Probably. take what you can get yeah i mean i know i know for a fact they cut out a a scene where Greymon straight up fucking gores parrotmon with his uh with his horn like right mm-hmm. through the chest um so they cut that out they definitely cut a lot out from all of these um but speaking to to what you said about it being more horror um something that you brought up earlier before recording is I think it gets that from its kind of kaiju inspiration mm-hmm. in this OVA, where that doesn't really translate over to the Digimon series for, I think, good measure. You know, if you're really trying to sell toys to kids, maybe, I don't know, Godzilla did it, but maybe, you know, scary kaiju might not be the the safest bet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, um, it just has such a different vibe than anything, than anything else that Digimon put out other than i think the closest thing to it uh would be the the like two episodes in adventure that mamoru hosoda directed and that's obviously because of the director through line mm-hmm. well i i feel like just as someone who's seen mamoru hosoda's films that the dude really knows what he likes and he's obviously really talented with what he executes because this first bit is really intense for what it is the lighting and everything is really just in the morning it in midday it looks really just like you've got really this childhood innocence about the uh about what tying uh 
Ty is doing, you know, it really does have like this hopeful innocence moments. But then when night comes and you see Agumon is looking like he's possessed and like he's just, you know, in horror and shock, it, it, it really amps up the uh, it really amps up the stakes. And so this first bit really is it, I, it really is more horror leaning and more into that sort of kaiju spectacle, which is so odd because that's not what Digimon is when it becomes a TV show. No, and it kind of it's kind of amazing that this is the world's kind of introduction to Digimon mm-hmm. and that the whoever the powers may be allowed this to happen because this was before Mamoru Hosoda was like a name. He wasn't a household name. He wasn't like a big this was his directorial debut. So other than knowing people in the industry, and maybe that's just kind of where that came from and that's how he got so much sway. But I mean, regardless of why it happened. I'm thrilled to have this as part of like the Digimon digital verse. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty good start. And you know, if you didn't know anything about Digimon, you mean you don't have to know anything and you're in it and you will be properly entertained because the animation is pretty solid. The music is surprisingly, I don't know if they changed music from, the the sub to the dub but the music was pretty good i loved the orchestrations and all that but yeah i'm not sure i know they definitely added the like the hey digimon hey digimon (laughs) i mean (laughs) i assumed so but i didn't want to say i didn't want to ask and look foolish (laughs) and just go earthworm do you think they said hey digimon hey digimon friends and to the boys and girls was that japanese i don't know Oh, I'd love to hear a Japanese person sing that at karaoke, though. I think that'd be pretty dope. <laughs> oh, shit. So for me, this is like I got a, I got big nostalgia when it comes to, to Digimon. And this part specifically um, really brings out the most nostalgia in me. Uh, I don't know if it was because of that darker kind of scary tone, but I was immediately drawn in 100 percent emotionally connected from the first watch uh i don't like something about like kari her character i i there i have a very special bond with her and it's this weird like it's 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 very much like a, a little sister i want to protect thing but not in like the orimo way mm-hmm. just very i i and i don't feel that way with very many characters but i've always i i used to have this reoccurring dream and it was like the most nothing dream but i was thai and Kari was lost in the supermarket, and I found her, and we walked back out to the car with our mom. And I don't know, I, I don't know, that's just something that's happened to me since I I think the first time was after I had watched the Digimon movie. And then, yeah, just it's very a very powerful first sequence for me. And yeah, are there any specific scenes that you that you wanted to bring up that you didn't get a chance to already? Uh, from the first, uh, from the first part, I, I can't really, um, I can't really think of anything outside of just, uh, I, I really, I'm really struggling as far as just to think of a scene that was really memorable to me. Greymon running through, uh, the streets of Tokyo was really cool. I really did like the sense of scale that was put on display for this movie. That's really something I feel like is really cool because, a lot of anime will have good scaling where you'll know how big things are as far as they are in relative to other things. And, you know, Digimon, 
you know, for this being the first the first movie and all that, Agumon, like I said, is he's like the size of a small golf cart. But Greymon, you know, in the in the core the core series, he's he pretty big, you know, he's a big guy, you know, he's not too big, but Greymon in this film is huge. And you really feel that. And I like that. I like when the destruction is palpable. And so the scenes where he's just falling backwards and destroying, you know, just destroying parts of buildings, I I, I like that. I like how just you get a sense of scale. I mean, that's that's the real big thing I want to talk about as far as just that that's so cool to me personally, as someone who loves just like accurate destruction in his anime. For sure. And I think that, you know, him being scaled so big really feeds into that horror kaiju thing that we talked about. Oh, yeah. It's especially the fact that they really gave a... At least in this version, they gave both of the both Greymon and Agumon more um kind of lizard like eyes, so they're a little bit more soulless, and that makes them a little bit more you know leans into that horror factor way much more than it really should. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, that he doesn't communicate like regular Agumon does from the series. Mm-hmm. Just none of that. None of that. No pepper breath. <laughs> Just no. It's pepper flame now, motherfucker. Pe- pepper flame. <laughs> How could I forget Pepper Flame? <laughs> so for me, the scene that really that I think is my favorite scene, and perhaps all of Digimon, it's when Kari's trying to blow her whistle and she just can't get the air out. She's choking and shit, and then Ty grabs it and goes ham, blows the whistle, wakes up Greymon. Just a real, real strong stuff for me. Yeah, the the yeah, that's a good scene. The whistle to get Greymon up. That's really ooh, that's really tingling the um. The kid, fa- the kid inside of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and like you can, that's where whoever I, I don't know exactly who animated that scene specifically, but whoever did it really showed their fucking chops. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, that's that's that kind of like go, you know, we we're looking at the model in the trash can, but it's about how we fucking feel inside <laughs> that matters. Yeah. And Tai Taiichi in a tie in this uh this film, like his little slips off the bunk bed too. I really like that. I don't know what his slipping off the bunk bed every time he comes down. I I like that little touch. I, that was made me giggle the second time it happened. Right, one of my favorite pieces of animation reuse I've ever seen. Yeah, it's such a. There's just such cute little. There's such cute little 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 childrens in this uh in this movie. I think that's what it is. It's, it's seeing these characters who we really, really like being just adorable little beans. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say about the uh, the Digimon Adventure film before we move on to the next one? Uh, nothing really. It's just uh, the one thing that, you know, I, I, I do hate about this film, and this will come back to a whole when we get to the final part. It's just the fact that we have to interject that Willis is is here. Yeah. It's basically just... And Willis was also having the same thing happen to him over in America. And I'm like, well, then show me. <laughs> prove it, motherfucker. Prove, <laughs> prove it, Pixar. It didn't happen. <laughs> am I supposed to just believe you? You've proved a very unreliable narrator so far. So far. So what am I supposed to do about this? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's not a whole lot to critique outside of just having to shoehorn Willis in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think the only actual critiques I can levy down are are things that have to do with the English release and the dub. And mm-hmm. even then my nostalgia looks at me, grabs me by the face and says, you love it. You piece of shit. I'm yeah, like, I, I mean, do. That, that, that driver scene was really funny. Did you just see, did you see that? No, I was sleeping. You were driving. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't need to add that. 
but that's <laughs> sometimes we hit home runs occasionally. This- there are so there are a lot of little dub bits that really hit off. The other one was when Agumon is trying to get them drinks, and Ikari just says, "My mom usually puts in money, but okay." Oh my god! <laughs> just about the scene, like immediate, like the same scene actually, where she's picking up the drinks and she goes one each. I'm like, God damn it! You're too good for this world. <laughs> Yeah, she's this all... little child version, barely being able, like, the soda is as big as her. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. Right. And she's like, well, we got to leave some for other people. I'm like, you just, you just take it. You don't understand. You're fucking, <laughs> God damn it. You're so cute. Stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, now we're moving on to four years later. Um, the next sequence, the next part in the Digimon movie is Digimon Adventure R War Game, loosely inspired by the movie War Games from the 80s. I don't know anything else about it, except it was it was nuclear stuff. Um, also directed by Mamoru Hosoda. The, uh, the last time he will direct, as far as I know, the last time he'll direct anything Digimon. So, Matt, feelings on R War Game? I really do like the movie Summer Wars, and when it's just Digimon, that's also fun. This is just, this is, Mom, we've talked about this. I know we've talked about this, where it's just Mama yeah. Hosoda said, I liked this concept. I'm going to use it for my own film. Fuck off, Digimon. <laughs> because this is this is just the prototype to what Summer Wars is. And uh, you know what? By extension, this is really good. This is a real, I love this bit. This is probably, all my notes are from our war game. It's, it's such a, it's so fun. I love it. Uh, it nah, is, you, you have me imagining Mamoru Hosoda going to Toei being like, can I have the Digimon IP for, for a movie? And they're like, no. And he's like, fuck, fuck you. I'll make my own fucking Digimon shit. Fuck you. Do the myself. avatars in Summer Wars even look like Digimon rejects. <laughs> The main dude is just a fighter bunny. That's That was a Digimon in the trash can that Hasoda just put in his pocket and said, I'll use this for later. <laughs> and then they, Got they him see again. Ra- he sees Rapidbon in the last OVA and he throws his pen out the wall. Son of a bitch! <laughs> they stole it. <laughs> yeah, but it's such... I love this bit. I love everything about... I, I, I really do. Because there's so much good, fun... English dub quips in there. The actual, uh, the actual usage of um, pop punk and all that. The music one week during the montage scene made me just, just, just melt a little bit. It just, it just, it's great. It's, it's unironically great. <laughs> uh, we haven't no. talked about the music much. Do you want me to go over a quick list of all the bangers in this motherfucker? Absolutely. All right, so of course we have the Digi Rap, which is very Digimon specific. But then we have a whole list of licensed music because you couldn't have a, a cartoon movie in 2000 without having Smash Mouth in it. We got All Star <laughs> at the end just for no good reason. Um, no reason at all. In, in the first part we just talked about, talked about, we have the Rockefeller Skank by Fat Boy Slim. That's right. The- Rockefeller skank when they're just having shenanigans. I was like, what is happening? It felt right as a kid, and now as an adult, I watch it, and I'm like, that is a song you could put there, yes. (laughs) Um, At the end, not even in the movie, roll credits, we have Kids in America, one of the many covers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had the aforementioned One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. 
the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and All My Best Friends Are Metalheads by Less Than Shake. Mm. Just an unnecessary host of ska and pop punk music. And uh, what about, uh, what is that song when they played her in the final fight? Runaround? That just generic, generic uh, skate punk song. That's a, I'm pretty sure that was written for Digimon. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, it's wild. It's a good song. I mean, it, it really feels like just like you're at the skate park and some dude is just like, let me play this new track for you. And he plays it and you're like, oh, okay, well, fine. I guess <laughs> that's a that's a song, man. Yeah, there's yeah, all right. Run around, I run around. We all just run, run, run around. I yeah, it I... was. I don't know if this is a a typo or if this is. It's Jason J A S A N. That is an interesting way to spell that. Jason Radford uh, is the is the writer of that bad boy. You're listening, Jason. Good job. Hell yeah! You did a great. You definitely did what you sought out to do. Is at least the performer. It looks like maybe somebody else wrote the song, but again, it's not. Uh, it is a song, so that's what we can say about that. Hey, it is a song. That's that's all you need. Yeah. So, uh, some quick background, uh, quick synopsis on the second part: our war game. An infected Digieg appears in essentially in the internet and starts eating data and screwing up society and at some point threatens not even just threatens launches a nuclear missile for what reason i'm not exactly sure but nukes are cool and stopping nukes is way cooler so yeah this is about the digidestin in the real world trying their darndest to defeat a virus ass digimon and yeah so so that that's that it is uh it is uh it is very it is very 90s as 90s as fuck where we're just like hey i need to connect to the internet yeah my emails are overloading my data server <laughs> and it's just yeah i don't know enough about the internet to argue with that now do i oh my god just fucking taking your laptop to plug it to hardwire it in mhm man good times yeah good times good good times for real they're like hey i i gotta connect to my modem and i said oh dang oh so So, yeah no (laughs) go ahead (laughs) so i would just like to um i would just like to i would just like to ask um as far as this one as far as this goes did you or did you not just uh the the 3d sequences did they bother you at all because there was weird 3d sequences and i was like i'm noticing them but i'm not hating them because if they did this kind of thing in like you know an anime from this year everybody would be pissed as fuck about it you know but the 3d sequences i was like you know it's pretty it feels pretty good you know it's nice that bother you at all are you talking about when they like digivolved those 3D sequences? Well, I mean, I wasn't gonna say anything about those because those are just hype as fuck. There's no problem with that. Sure. But like when they actually go into the digital, the internet, and it's like a weird super highway thing, and they're fighting in basically a 3D arena. You know, I I thought it added a lot. Uh, maybe it's just because um, I, I think it does uh, give a li- get a little bit of leeway. L- like you said, if that came out 2023. All right, we know better, we can do better. But <laughs> I don't want to say this was pioneering digital animation, but it was fairly early on in the use of CGI and 
I think it just added to the the fact that this is not the real world. This is not seen as the real world. Um, and I've always given CGI a pass to make like if you're gonna use the the striking difference between two G and CGI to to like make something seem otherworldly. I'm okay with that because it makes if something's like from another dimension, hypothetically, it might not be perceived like anything that we've seen before. So I, I dig it though. Uh, I I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I I just I know it's one of the things you're not the biggest fan of. So I was just when I was going through it, I was like, oh, this isn't. Eh, I don't know about. I mean, I'm thinking it's kind of cool because it is the. As a period piece, it's kind of cool to be like, yes, this is what the internet would look like in the 90s. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't, I, I didn't want to like, I just want to know. Also, did this come out before 9-11 or post 9-11? I, this came out in 2000, so this was pre-9-11. All right. That really shows. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, yeah. uh, a lot of threats of terrorism, huh? Yeah, they were just like, they're terrorists, and I'm like, oh, this is feeling really, uh, really, really jovial for some reason. <laughs> uh, the threat of nuke, everybody's just like, oh, we're being threatened to be nuked. Oh, wow, scary. It, it, but it's it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, no, I think it was, it's like, you know, post-Cold War, where it's like, we're not actively afraid of being nuked, but if someone could hack in, they could nuke us. And I think that was kind of the new hot fear is some mm-hmm. sick, uh, sick, cool computer hacker with sunglasses and a backpack. That's all Izzy is in this film. He is basically <laughs> he's he, hacker it, man. Yeah, they, 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 I bet I bet in the dub they tried to say, hey, Izzy, can, can, can you like dub in like I'm trying to hack into their mainframe, but this firewall's getting me. <laughs> it, it just feel it just feels like he would do that. It just feels like he'd do that. I love Izzy in this film. I love whoever did the voice for Izzy. I love Izzy's voice. So I don't, um, I'll have to double check uh, the voice of Izzy, but I know the voice of Tentamon is a guy by the name of Jeff Nimoy, who mm. is second cousins once removed of Leonard Nimoy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Digimon just full of absolute game changers in every industry. I I mean, Digimon, this, this, this. This was a pretty, this dub wasn't, the second part was not a bad dub. I don't feel like it was bad. I don't know. No, not nearly. As I Like you you made mention, but the, the kind of quips in the jokes I thought flowed so well and kept with the vibe in the, in the second section, in the R War Game section, better than the other two. Yeah, I mean, it's not peak comedy, but there's a lot of my notes of great dialogue just come from that. Um Obviously, they have to shoehorn Willis in and that, yeah, it's happening over here with Willis. And it's just, yeah, okay. Great. My friend Willis has sent me a, a advice on what to do. Or he says it's a virus Digimon. It's like, who the fuck is Willis? You don't know him. He goes to a different school. <laughs> yeah, there is a bit uh, when the actual phone lines go down and the news report is like, if your phone is dead, call your phone company. And that... <laughs> That fucking that was good. <laughs> that was a good. One. <laughs> the lady uh, that with Ty Ty is calling regularly. It's like the number is no longer is is busy. The number is busy. And then the third time she just freaks out. And goes, did you hear me? It's busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I missed that part because I uh, I had I missed like ten, a ten minute chunk because of the fucking YouTube bullshit. 
oh that she just freaks out and just screams did you hear me it's busy there's 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 a bunch of bits in the sequence that got me the i'm gonna make you a three bean salad izzy oh okay oh i can't really make it i've only got two beans <laughs> so i just don't know why that that it got me so bad this this sequence really just got me so bad the tide just punching Izzy because he's reading off an email that says, "Hey, war, uh, great war, Greymon sucks." <laughs> he punches Izzy, and Ty- Izzy goes, "It's from an email," and Ty responds back with, "Well, you didn't have to read it so well." <laughs> I love the whole bit of like Izzy just downing all of Ty's mom's health food, and then it coming back to bite him in the ass. Later yeah, on. it was that was really actually. That was actually standard funny. Like, that wasn't just pity laugh funny. That actually got me when he actually starts contorting his face and you realize that he is going to have to go take a wicked, just a wicked dump. <laughs> it's, it's, there's a lot. This sequence is so good. I was invested beyond just, I have to watch, I was going to watch, I have to watch this. I was really, in spite of knowing what the conclusion is going to be, when they were fighting, um, was it Diaboramon? Yep. I was really just getting upset when War Greymon actually and uh, Metal Gururumon actually got beat the first time. I was just, how could this happen? They're so cool, <laughs> and and I think that really speaks to the that that this could still get to the child in me because I was so invested in those fights. They looked so cool. I obviously I have not gotten to the point where they can like a uh, warp digivolve in um my core watching of the series so when they did it i was just oh shit you've 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 royally fucked up now son they're warp digivolving it was it was so exciting i was so into it and the 3d sequences i i those digivolve sequences always get me like get me goosebumps going down my sides and on my arms hell yeah they, dude hey they're just so cool i i mean not that they're um you know, astounding by any sort of transformation standard, you know, like the anime transformation scale of, you know, going from like a 10 being like Gurren Logon turning into, you know, Tenga and Tapa Gurren Logon to, you know, zero being uh, the end of the film where suddenly they all just down Digivolve for no reason. Um, I feel like this, this transformation, the transformation sequence in Digimon are still a, a solid eight out of 10 as far as the transformation scale goes. Especially those 3D sequences when they when they warp Digivolve to Mega, because before, and you, through your core watching, I'm sure you've noticed, you get the kind of spin, and then they just kind of spin into the champion Digimon. Mm-hmm. It, it is fine for what it is, but then all of a sudden you get this massive motherfucking upgrade where they're doing goddamn backflips, and you're watching them like gain the armor as they fight. It's, oh, yeah. Just, it's just peak. They get just 3D printed armor on, and they just, <laughs> it's so, it is so cool. It's a watch me dress up in cosplay TikTok. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it really is. But I mean, like when they show the Digivices and the Digivices just shoot off, you know, the um, the little like bars or whatever. That's so cool. It, it, it's I don't know. Am I like? Am I just talking? Am I just? No, is it just I, me? <laughs> I'm I'm there with you. I think my I'm I'm mildly jaded because I have recently finished all of adventure one and two so i've watched 104 episodes of you know agumon digivolve to greymon which is fine because when it happens eventually i can just be like all right especially i don't know if you've gotten to any parts where all of the partner digimon have to digivolve 
you got a solid minute and a half to two minutes to check your phone if you want, because that's they're <laughs> they're doing them all, Matt, and they're not cutting any corners. Yeah, well, I mean, somebody had wanted to clock out early that day at the anime production company, so they just said, "Everybody, Digibobs, now can we just skip it?" No, we got to run this fucking show for a year. More Digivolutions, let's go. <laughs> Make them longer. I need more time to be cut out so I can clock out early. Just screw it. <laughs> and then it. somebody somebody says, they can just warp Digivolve, and they're like, will that be a longer transformation sequence? Eh, sure, why not? Okay, then it can stay in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, going back to what you said earlier about, about our war game, I think it's without it. It's some of the most fun Digimon has ever been while keeping the emotional you know, the emotional level that I think Digimon does better than like a, a Pokemon. Because mm. while you get all these fun, quirky, quippy jokes and you have these absolutely epic battles, it all falls back onto like the power of friendship. And you get fucking Ty and Matt who just like go into the internet for some reason to give their Digimon boo boos kisses. And it <laughs> makes it all better. And ne- never once am I like, this is stupid. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're goddamn right. You give War Greymon a back rub because he needs it. He's been working hard. Yeah, I mean, that that's so cool, though. And the fact that they did tie it into the first sequence where obviously they're different. They're supposed to be different. Kairi even says that in the opening. But the fact Taichi goes, I don't have a whistle this time to, to pump you up. I'm like, oh, oh that's sweet. That's one of the... That's one of the well placed, um, tra- you know, like connections. It's not mm-hmm. just like, and Willis is alive too. Don't forget about him. <laughs> Willis is DMing through the firewall and saying that he's hacked into the router through the mainframe. Wow, good <laughs> job, Willis. You keep changing he's, your profile picture a lot. He's in the Pentagon now. <laughs> <laughs> the pe- wow, that's really pre pre nine eleven right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, it's so cool i mean yeah these are targeted for kids you know and kids like the power of friendship and the power of love and the power of courage before they they get jaded and realize the power of courage is just getting out of the bed in the morning to go to your job you hate and the power <laughs> of friendship is that one coworker who you could just tolerate more than the others so i it's it's cool that they actually hop into the digiverse and become omnimon omnimon that was I forgot about Omnimon, and when he you appeared, forgot about I was, I forgot you, about Omnimon. Oh man, Omnimon, Omnimon was so cool because I my my brain that had not soaked in as much adventure at this point said, "Don't they get the power to fuse at some point and become like really cool? They have to." And I don't know. I'm obviously this takes place during after the course of major events of adventure because uh, we've got Gatomon and all that. I think it's after, I, I believe it's supposed to take place after Adventure finishes. Oh, so it's supposed to be a bridge into Adventure 2, maybe? I believe so, yeah. Hmm. Oh, cool, that's cool. I, I, I liked, I, I I just, I thought they fused at some point and could do all that. I thought that was just like a mainline thing, but I haven't gotten there yet if they do that. No, I will I will give you a, a little bit of a sad spoiler, and this kind of bummed me out, is there's a lot of stuff in this movie, Digimon kind of specifically, that you don't get in either Adventure 1 and 2. Um, I don't think Omnimon makes an appearance in either of them. He's mentioned in Adventure 2, so he's canon, uh, but mm-hmm. he doesn't show up. And then 
skipping ahead to the next part, uh, Seraphimon and Magnadramon, the Anjawamon and Anjamon Megas, you don't see them ever. So that's I think this is the only time until the Adventure Try movies where they're shown in an anime. That sucks because those two both have really amazing designs. Like I know Agreed. they're basically just an Omnimon suffers from just design just over designing to some degree where it's just more pieces, more pieces make it look cool. But That's a Digimon it, though. Like that yeah, is Digimon as a whole. Yeah. But they still look like they look like a cool toy to have if you were a kid, you know? It doesn't have to make cohesive sense to like for the demographic. Not that that gives it a free pass to be bad design, but it still would appeal to like goopy goblin kitty brains, you know? And Omnimon appealed to my little goopy goblin brain when I saw him. So it just kind of sucks that they don't do like super fusions or something like that, you know? Give it, put a super in front of the fusion and it'll make it all better. Yeah. Yeah, trust me. I was super. I watched all of Adventure 2, and at the end, fucking last episode, I'm like, Where's Magna Germon? I want my big purple dragon <laughs> lion, and I'm pissed about it. <laughs> you're just, you're just slamming, you're just slamming your fists on your tray that's got like, ha- like five Oreos on it with a half drank glass of milk, and you're just, Where, where am I? Digimon, <laughs> throw my WWE magazine from 2005 on the ground, storm to my room. <laughs> It's bullshit. <laughs> Look at your poster of Stone Cold Steve Austin and go. You're the They did they did it to me, Steve. They broke my heart. <laughs> oh, so you said you forgot about Omnimon. Like was mm-hmm. this did were you super hyped when it happened? Like to, to walk me through your reaction. Okay. So obviously I knew War Greymon, I knew Metal Gururumon. You know, those, those just also cool and cool names, by the way. Hell yeah. I just, I don't know what it is that's just so tantalizing that even as an adult, if you threw war in front of a name, like, you know, like, what if you just, Pokemon Tech Notice, give me a war Raichu or like, I don't know, a war Gardevoir. I would eat that just up. Give him an M16. <laughs> that's just, that's all you have to do. Yeah. So I, I forgot about it when they finally did this big ass fusion and, you know, that time was ticking down and everybody was yelling that time was about to be up. And finally, when Iz- uh, I just want to just knock down that final sequence and talk about my feelings. That moment when Izzy forwards all the mail to uh, to uh, Diaboramon and slows him down and Izzy says, you've got mail. I was <laughs> I was hyped. I was so hyped. It's good. It's a good line. It is. And then when Ob- Omnimon stabs uh, Diaboramon through the face, it says, connection terminated. I was like, damn, that's wicked. It was so cool. It made me feel like a child again. Hell yeah, dude. I, I really I really loved it. Omnimon appearing, the big sequ- the big transformation, like getting knocked down just to rise to the occasion for this fight, having Diaboramon, you know, become like all those little clones and all that. It, it it was really cool. I mean, I know that I'm not using a very verbose vocabulary, but that's really all you could say is it was really cool. No, it was, it's r- rule of cool fucking injected right into my veins, bro. Absolutely. You got a fusion. There's a fusion right there. We've got our cool, wicked one liner to end everything on. Everybody's counting down to the last second before they get nuked. It's it's just all these elements are combined to make this one intense final sequence, and it really works. Which is honestly uh, really shows 
you know, it shows the talent that Hisoda has even early on and just doing this for like basically just kids fair that you can get like an older person who is still into Digimon just hooked into the uh, the just the sequence that's going on. It, it it really speaks to that this dude has a lot of talent because that's similar to how um, Summer Wars kinds of ends, not really. But here in this sequence where all these like mundane activities are going on, where Joe's failing his test, um, uh, gosh, Sora is basically going, should I go in? Should I not go in? And Mimi's about to get nuked in Hawaii. All these things <laughs> tie into this final sequence with Omnimon killing uh, Diaboramon. It's just really doesn't let you drift away from the movie and that's that's really awesome because you know kids fair sometimes doesn't always just manage to hook you in even as an adult you know obviously we were, i was talking before the podcast or not even before this podcast a while ago about how i couldn't stay invested in adventure as a tv series but yeah. this if just this was the like it makes me just want to go watch the try movies because I, I feel like the try movies are probably gonna rehook me just as much as someone who has now become a little bit more jaded. But I don't know, like I'm talking a lot here. Why don't you tell me about what you thought about that final sequence? I mean, for, for real, um, it's it's the real sequence, like the emotional connection that I had to the first part that that was always there. But throughout my entire life, it's like when you think back to the Digimon movie. The the true climax of the Digimon movie, I think, in everybody's head is Omnimon fucking stabbing through Diaboramon, like the the golden Digimon, and and I like Terriermon and all the stuff in the next part. But it's 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 like you really kind of got all my thoughts wrapped up. It's like it, how it all built. The stakes are built, but it keeps a certain brevity that you need for something that you're going to be showing to seven and eight year olds. They can't have the feeling that they're actually going to get nuked and die, but they mm -hmm. have to have the feeling of like, Oh my God, the, you know, he might not make it. And then the bad will happen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for Mamoru Hosoda to be able to ride that line absolutely perfectly and just have this ab such a fun movie with crazy high stakes. And yeah, you even throw in like some power of friendship. You got a stupid fucking, fusion now guess what there this one's a cannon and this one's a sword and yeah it's it's great it's everything about it is just like you said appealing to that goopy eight-year-old goblin brain mm -hmm. which i still have and i love it i mean never let go of the goopy goopy goblin brain just let it i mean it's a childlike sense of wonder for this kind of media i think is important because when you get jaded, you can't appreciate. I feel like it's harder to appreciate things. And, yeah. you know, children's anime are going to reuse assets because they're just trying to, you know, basically entertain the lowest common denominator of just brain dead kids. But for Hosoda to put so much effort into this film is really just awesome. It, yeah. It, and he, he knew it definitely could stand as, as its own thing because he just literally said he's going to do that. For, he just basically did that with Summer Wars. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, just and like you, we brought up Hisoda a lot, and I feel like it's unnecessary to say, but I'll say it anyway. It looks so fucking good, and not even just compared to the series, but anything that Hisoda had touched Digimon wise just had a certain fucking flow to it that I've. It's pairing Hisoda's uh directorial style and animation chops with, with Digimon is absolutely wonderful. Um, I think my favorite scene, and I don't know if this kind of speaks to the, the 3d 
usage that you brought up earlier because I watched this at 360p on YouTube. So I was just happy <laughs> to be able to make out Omnimon towards the end. But um, yeah, when Ty and Matt were floating down towards uh, Metal uh, Metal Garurumon and War Greymon, and I don't know, maybe it was the use of the colors. Everything had like a pastel glow to it. I think the backgrounds, I can't remember, obviously, if they were digital or not, but whatever was being used in those backgrounds made the the real 2D animation in front of it pop. And yeah, that was a just visually alone, one of my favorite scenes of the movie for sure. I mean, you're like, I watched it 360p on YouTube. I'm like, I watched it on a CRT with VCR. One of us had better video quality and it was not me. Okay, but but to your elitist gaming assholeness that you brought up earlier, uh, don't things made for like back in the day? Don't they look better on CRTVs because you're not, you know, the pixels kind of kind of yeah, don't you, look as granular. You really, you 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 got me there. Yeah, it, yeah, uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, well, fuck me then. <laughs> no, yeah, you're probably right. It did. It, 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 I feel like it. Um, on the CRTV, it did look a lot better <laughs> weirdly enough um i wasn't able to like be a harsh critic about it obviously if some dude was just fucking around with the uh, cells and like messed up i wouldn't be able to see it so okay. uh, yeah so i but i did hey 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 i did rewatch the last uh the last like 20 minutes on uh on my computer so you know i'll have a lot <laughs> to say about those last 20 minutes when they come up <laughs> here's matt's 50 minute critique on every frame of the last <laughs> 30 minutes of the Digimon movie. Fuck uh, you guys. Yeah, fuck you guys. That Well, honestly, that last uh, you know, that last part really sucks ass, but we'll get there when we get there. Well, um I I I think <laughs> I've said everything I need to say about our war game, so unless you got some more notes you wanted to share, we can move on. Uh let me see. I don't have any more notes. Mostly I just wrote down my favorite quips from that uh from the uh from <laughs> from that uh that sequence outside of when they're uh the, that lady's scanning up that dude's like store stuff at the convenience store and it reads up like a million dollars. And she and says, This yeah, this yeah. must be really good chocolate. <laughs> she's just like, Hey, it makes sense to me, whatever. Also, I like Izzy's usage of prodigious. I don't know. That's just maybe that's just me. Yeah, no, that's a that's an Izzy staple. Like that's that's wonderful. I, I I'm gonna that's gonna be used in my vocabulary now. <laughs> The, yeah, right. my the amount of impression, the amount of uh, my my love of of our war game is prodigious. There it is. There you it used is it in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, teacher. Give me a gold star. <laughs> no. Oh. All right. Moving on to the final part of the Digimon movie, which is titled the OVA is titled in Japan Digimon Adventure O Two Part One Digimon Hurricane Landing exclamation point exclamation point slash part two transcendent evolution exclamation point exclamation point the golden digimentals <laughs> so wow yeah um we went full light novel with um with that naming convention uh matt you have not been shy uh tell me why what what was it that you didn't like about this last part okay so i'm gonna be really honest uh not that I've seen Adventure 2, like, I'm still in Adventure 1, but I'm going to make bold claims without any, like, backup facts or research. But I feel like the two cast kind of sucks compared to the one. Maybe that's just nostalgia. 
but I'll agree with you there, but I can't also can't say it's not nostalgia. Yeah, well, I mean, just like I forgot about Yole and Cody completely. Like they showed up and I said, oh, hey, it's Yole. I had kind of a crush on her, but not enough to remember her name. And Cody showed up and I said, hey, it's the kid with an armadillo. Neat. Cody I don't had remember what, any two two lines in the entire fucking part. Yeah, two lines. And all he said were gags. He was just like, I wish while being monotone, I wish you were more expressive. And I was like, haha, funny, which is weird because Armadillo Mon is the goofiest one in Adventure 2, in my opinion. Is it, he's, he had like a he was like had a Texas country, like Texas accent, too, which is kind of strange. Yeah, but you you remember, you know, in the 2000s, everybody had to have a different accent from America to show that they were different. Oh, yeah, that's true enough. True enough. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just I I didn't really uh, enjoy this last part at all. I do feel like the second like this is just the entire pre two parts meant to stand alone. This one obviously meant to stand alone, too. But we've got a shoehorn Willis in there. And Willis is given so little time to be a character that Willis shows up and you're just it's just underwhelming in every regard. And I feel like there's so much cut out of this last sequence, too, because the ending sequence is just rough, like rough. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would say this one feels like it. it's the least complete story out of the three. Mm-hmm. And it's it suffers from it suffers from the fact that there's just you really get the the idea that they want to just be over. Here's Willis. This is all that matters. Here's Terriermon, which sucks because Terriermon is one of the cutest designs for any rookie Digimon. Oh, he's so good. Like he's he's the he's a one of the bright spots of of this last part for sure. Yeah, he is so cute, and his his voice actor really just makes him sound so adorable. His design's great. I love Terriermon. Not a big fan of him becoming America the Digimon, but what can you do <laughs> with his Levi's and you know Gatling gun? I'm NRA Mon. <laughs> <laughs> when I I took it personally when they said the right to bear arms because I attached my arms right there. <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean. What did you feel about just your your general impressions? Because I have nothing but loathing for this sequence. I don't have a loathing for it. Um, it's definitely the weakest out of the three. I will admit that. Uh, Willis is character. I'm sure there was probably a bit more in, in the actual um, original release. But there's not much here. I think I really... I like... I like the, the Digimon. And I think I like the virus thing. And if... You know, Willis aside, I don't hate the fact that this movie kind of drew a through line as this one virus was kind of causing all these issues. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that that I can definitely chalk up a lot to nostalgia. Because as a kid, you don't watch this and think, like, it's three different movies stitched together. You watch it thinking it's supposed to be one made like this movie. So mm-hmm. I, I had always just kind of assumed, like, Diaboramon is the virus that took over Kokomon. And like, I'm when I'm looking at all of the crazy evil evolutions of Kokomon, I'm thinking of Diaboramon. So there's definitely some of that, um, that nostalgia there. I think what I like most about this part is without a doubt, Terriermon. And I like the fact that even though, you know, Hisoda's is not here doing any of this, whoever is the creative force behind this still wants to tell 
even if it's not the best, they want to tell a fairly deep story. And the story I got from it is Terrier Mon essentially, you know, if we're looking at it uh, uh, without the kid goggles on, Terrier Mon's willing to kill his brother because his brother went evil. And he's like, I'm, I would rather kill you than have you suffer like this. And that mm-hmm. was a really powerful, like, care piece of character work theme, whatever you want to call it. And that's kind of what I hang my hat on for this part. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame you, because especially without watching Adventure 2, I you don't know shit about Yoli, Cody. You barely know anything about Davis other than he's essentially Ty 2.0, which is kind of true throughout the entirety of the show. So you're, you're kind of thrown all these new characters, and there is an assumption from this movie that you have been following with the Digimon franchise, and you already know Davis, and you know everybody, and the only person that you have to be introduced to now is Willis and his Digimon. So that's yeah. a fault for sure. Well, I mean, just hearkening back to my memories when I was a kid, I didn't like uh, Davis when I was a child because he really is just, he is just Ty the second. And except now he's got less of a, um, he's got less of like that spunk that Ty has. And now he's mostly just half his dialogue, at least in this film, is Kari, uh, hey, that's my woman, man. Hey, Kari, do you, have you, uh, I'm going to go see Kari. And I'm like, yes, I get it. You're a simp. Congratulations. Yeah. But, yeah. It's Ty if he joined a frat, essentially. Yeah. He's just Davis. Davis himself is under, I didn't like him as a kid, and in this movie he's extra, just kind of annoying, I guess. He's just tan tie. Yeah, I feel that. In in his defense, I will say, in, in the Adventure 2 series, I while he's not my favorite character by any stretch, um, he does at least play his role really well, and his brash you know, tiness, if you will, gets less annoying as, you know, he becomes more of a, 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 he's a good supporting character, I think is what I'm getting at. I don't know Mm -hmm. if he needed to be the main character. Well, he's got, and he's got one of my favorite Digimon too. I love Vmon as a, as a character. I, I just love Vmon's design. I thought it was, I thought he was really cool as a kid. Unfortunately, I can never find any like Vmon stuff. I love the armor Digivolving. I love that facet of Adventure 2. It was something that I thought was as a kid was that you can basically, you know, because at the time Pokemon didn't really have this whole, you know, back when this came out, all you could do was you could have a gloom that turned into either, you know, a, a vile plume or a, a blossom. And, you know, that was that wasn't as intense as what you could do with this armor. Did you, you know, armor did evolving where you basically had multiple ways to transform. So Vmon being able to turn into like Flame Jermon or Ride Jermon was super cool. And I thought that Vmon's design, while, you know, like not revolutionary is still pretty cool that he could be used in that way so i liked vmon i just didn't like that davis was vmon's partner and honestly um a lot of the designs for the rookie digimon level from this generation not the not a huge uh huge huge fan you know honestly yeah they they don't have quite the iconicness that um that the previous ones have and after playing a couple digimon video games i think that the Digimon IP agrees because mm-hmm. at least in like world order um, next order. Yeah. World next order. Uh, there was no, uh, there was no Armadillomon. There was no Hawkmon. Um, you got Vmon and Wormmon, but I think that's because those are kind of the two most popular and I'd say Wormmon, but he wasn't even featured. And yeah, was I was OVA. Yeah. I was thinking that the entire time I was going like, where's Ken? Is Ken here? Where's Ken? 
Ken would have made Ken is legitimately like if we're going on a little bit of an adventure two talk, Ken is by far the best character in Adventure Two. He's fucking great. Oh, uh, when Ken Trent when Ken changed sides in uh in Adventure Two when I was a kid, that was like a that was like a biblical level moment for me. Hell yeah. It was it was so cool. Wormmon was so cool, their fights were so cool. I love Ken. It sucks that Ken's not in this. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely and I I I after watching Adventure Two, I tried to figure out where this would fit in the timeline, and I'm more I, I I'm afraid it kind of falls into like a Dragon Ball Z movie where I can't. There's no good spot for it to fit in the Adventure Two timeline, so it's kind of one of those half canon, half not things. Yeah, I was looking up some. I was kind of curious because I was curious where this was falling into, and somebody was actually saying online that uh, Gatomon and Patamon shouldn't have been able to digivolve into Angel Woman and. All that at this point in the story. Yeah, yeah. There was something um, like at the end of Adventure 1, something happened to where going forward, those Digimon couldn't it. They couldn't Digivolve into Ultimate, I think it was. Mm. Interesting. But no, uh, just a little bit of an Adventure 2 side tangent. Yeah, I don't feel like the designs are. Hawkmon just looks like the bare minimum was done. Sorry, Hawkmon fans. Um, <laughs> fan. I'm a, yeah, fan. <laughs> Armadillamon, same thing. Not too impressive. Not too impressive by any stretch of the imagination. But Terriermon, I actually have a Terriermon and um Cyber Sleuth, and I've kept them on my team pretty regularly. I um, also picked Terriermon as my starter. I was like, of course, fuck, of course, I'm going to pick Terriermon. Are you guys crazy? Yeah, it's, did you need to ask? Terriermon, he's just such such a good boy. He might be one of my him and Cocomon. Um. Like an actual Cocomon, like non-virus stuff. He's essentially just Terriermon, but brown, and he has three <laughs> horns. Um, it's just oh my god, fucking so cute. Two of my favorite designs. Oh man, there's so many good designs in Digimon. I just feel like they don't get enough credit just because it's Digimon. Like Patamon, I mean horns, horns, horn ears, or not horn ears, wing ears. Ah, oh, it's such a great design. Love that. Love Even like how- my not favorite designs like um palmon the uh the little cactus Mm. not not my favorite but still i think a fucking fantastic design he just looks like a cactuar from final fantasy okay all right i was thinking like um one of the pokemon that came out in like generation three like whatever cacnea evolved into oh yeah that's true it just looks like a cactuar with boxing gloves to me, like the face and everything. It could be a Japanese like cultural thing that cactus just look like that to in Japanese culture or something. But not a big not a big Palmon fan. Um I what was Joe's Digimon? I really like Joe's Digimon and everything uh, it did. Oh Pal- man. was that Palmon? No, that was um Gamamon. Gah, yeah, that's right. I think um Gabumon? something no, no Gabumon, Gabumon is, is Matt's. Yeah. Um uh gomamon that's it gomamon is the little seal looking feller i love that little dude he's great like as far as adventure one goes joe's my favorite character because as an adult i relate to his anxiety a lot like Mm -hmm. me too bro i feel you i need a little fluffy fellow who's gonna tell me everything's gonna be okay too yeah and what is it ikaku ikakuman love ikakuman yeah, dude, that whole line's really cool because then he gets a fucking for some reason becomes Thor, God of <laughs> gets Thunder, a and yeah, gets a a turtle shell. Also, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and he's just I just love that little guy. I just remember him like having to deal with Joe's bullshit so much. Like Joe's like, uh, I I don't know, guys. We we maybe we shouldn't really fight this. And 
and he just basically says, "Hey, could you stop maybe being a little, a little bit of a turd right now?" That's <laughs> a that's a good that's a good boy. He he hardly showed up any in this movie. Yeah, no, he was there for that that one quip about him almost not finishing his test, and yeah. that's that's really that's what you get from Joe after Adventure. That's it. Poor Joe. Maybe he got yeah. a job and he was just too busy for it. But um, actual actual discussion about this movie. Um, I really do feel like it moves too fast, even by what it's trying to, you know, like by the fact it's got to be shoehorned as like the final connecting piece with Willis finally in it. It, I, I had like that moment where I was like, am I a boomer or am I just not trying hard enough? Because I could not keep where the narrative was towards the end there. They were like, we're going back to Colorado. And then they were like, oh, we're on the beach now. We're in America. Or we were in America all along. Whereas TK and TK and Kyrie, oh, yeah, they're in New York. But now they're not. It's just, I was like, am I like, is am I the one not giving you enough time, Digimon? Or are you just not that good narratively? Were you kind of getting the same thing? Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's a lot of globe trotting and not a lot of span of time. And then unfortunately because of the time constraints for for what they were allowed to or what they decided to add into the movie then you get stuff like the deus ex machina at the end where tk and kari are just like we're here did you forget about us because i know we did because <laughs> yeah i i I'm, I'm i'm very much with you the first two parts i'm glued to my seat invested i started to drift towards the end it's like if terrier mon wasn't on screen or something or if it's just like the whole scene where davis is talking to willis it's like you know it's there and that's cool but it's not really doing anything transformational for me Mm -hmm. so kind of how i felt Uh, there's even the sequence that it felt like they were mocking the movie where davis is crying after you know willis is telling him hey what's going on and why he's running away where he's just crying, going, that's the saddest story I've ever heard. And he stops crying, going, I'm okay now. Yeah. That's also like that, surprisingly enough, is in line with Davis's character because he's mm-hmm. kind of a dumbass. <laughs> it just it just felt like he's just crying, sobbing. And Willis has basically just said, Yeah, I had two Digimon and one went evil. And Will and, and Will and uh, and he's just, that's the saddest story I've ever heard. It's like, yeah, dude, I've, I, yeah, I see you're a big, big consumer of fiction there. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. And the ending sequence was not a, you know, I, they suddenly de-age. They don't explain why they're de-aging. It's just, he did it. He's making us de-age. And I'm saying, oh, when did he do that? How is he doing that? Why yeah, is I, he doing I that? I think it was like surprise time travel powers. That he's a JoJo stand. <laughs> well he's just he's just so it just happens so much out of nowhere and then we just got scenes of the little kids crying and running around and i get a little bit of whiplash and i was at this point i was completely disconnected and fortunately at that point that's when my vhs finally said yeah i give up on this part too bucko <laughs> and i just was sitting there with my with my lunchable going yep get over get to the end end already which is unfortunate because uh first two parts you know they're they're really great but that ending part just i i would say even the ending the ending part has a terrible animation compared to what we saw in the first two 
the first two sequences, especially with how Hasoda was handling like the character designs and all that, or his team was handling the character designs. Yeah, compared to the Hisoda works, definitely not as good, but I don't know, maybe in my mindset's just ki- I'm comparing everything to the fucking 50, the 100 episodes I spent watching the adventure series. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, all right, I'll take this. I'll take this shit all day. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, it, it, a slice of just a slice of ham on the ground after you've been eating shit for years would be like a, you know, a five star feast. And so yeah, I guess that, that is something that I'm not because I'm not watching the series actively. I wouldn't be able to appreciate that. That's fair. That's very good analogy. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's what I'm full of it. Um. So let me ask you: Do you think, uh, like, let's say, throw the budget out the window, throw whatever you, Matt, you are making the decisions? It's 2000, and you're however old you were in 2000, and you get to decide. Do do you think that uh, with given more of more context behind the last part, they could have stitched it in? together or would would you prefer that they just chop it off completely well here is here here i was doing research prior prior to this and you know they made a sequel film that was the return of diaboramon um that was after this one right i was i'm not surprised but i wasn't actively aware of it yeah so there's a movie after this one that is called the return of diaboramon that has as stated the return of diaboramon um this feels like something that was this feels like something that was contractually obligated like Digimon uh, Bandai said you have to make a movie out of this. Here's what we got and Fox had to make a movie based off of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um if I was in if I like had that cognitive ability, uh I, I think I would have just you know I don't know. I feel like at the time, children's movies were pushing it a little bit more. I mean, Ash, in that first Pokemon movie, he didn't die a bloody death, but he still died. Yeah, he was dead for a minute. Yeah, he was dead for a minute. I feel like you could have really upped the stakes and just released this film unedited and maybe put the first Digimon movie as a, like an OVA, like how they would do with uh, Pokemon, do like Pikachu's Big Adventure, Vacation Adventure or whatever. Okay, yeah. That way, the people who like Digimon Adventure 1, you know, they got a little bit of tie and stuff, and then they got this actual movie that's unedited and, like, you know, uh, it says it's, like, 60 minutes long. It still would be enough for kids, or 40 minutes long. I feel like that would have been better and maybe just make War Games, like a, you know, like a TV special for, for like, on the Fox Network. Okay. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, what, 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 How would you handle it? You know what? I... I would probably add more context to the mm. end of it, but for what it is, um, I, I like the I like the fact that there's this stitched together narrative through line. I don't I'm not going to say it makes the makes any of these parts better because I don't think it necessarily does, but I think they're you know I'm so fascinated by this movie because they for better or for worse they fucking did it, and I don't think I've ever. I'm not aware of any other media franchise doing something like this. You know, the Pokemon movie was a complete and total narrative dubbed over and brought over. All of the Pokemon movies, all of the Dragon Ball Z movies we got were, you know, just as the OVAs. They were the 45-minute OVAs that we never got, like, it wasn't the Tree of Might ended up spawning Super Android 13 for some reason. Yeah. 
So while it's like this big shit show and it definitely probably doesn't pay justice to the originals because you have to cut and paste and mend, the fact that this thing exists is kind of magical to me. So I, I would I would keep everything kind of the way it is if I could get like a director's cut to where, you know, maybe you got more of the last part and it was a better standalone. I would take that. But if it comes down to me splitting it up or me taking it as it is, I, I'm fine with the way it is for better or for worse. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm being a little bit jaded, too. Um, I feel like I feel like this this last sequence just doesn't. um. It's not as good as the first two in a lot of ways, which is unfair to what it's actually it is actually doing, and that is making a little entertaining story for for kids about maybe not running away from your problems. Um, there, there's a lot to it. I just the the fact that they split the narrative together that that is you know jaded or not that is impressive. There's no denying that by any stretch to just be given three pieces of unrelated media and then being told you have to make them cohesive. I feel like for what they had, if they couldn't add animation, if they couldn't add anything like that, they did a great job. I couldn't have done any better. I I probably would have done something really stupid, you know? Um, <laughs> I probably would have said something like, yeah, throw a wall, a, throw a Willis flashback in the middle of this, like this, these epic dinosaur kaiju fight. I don't know. Uh, yeah. show him like nursing his Digimon and one goes, Hey, do you hear fighting over there? And he'll be like, Oh, just quiet down. I don't know. So <laughs> I, I, it is impressive. You know, there's, there, you can't deny that. I don't feel like anybody can deny that. Fair. Fair. Um, is there any, uh, any other notes, any, any other, anything else you wanted to say about the far too long named Digimon adventure? Uh, <laughs> 02 part one, Digimon hurricane landing part two, transcend revolution, <laughs> the golden Digimon. <laughs> fuck. I almost had it. Uh, uh, the only note I got from that was that's the status story I've ever heard. I'm okay now. And the forced down <laughs> digi evolution that was not explained, and the how did they become adults that was never explained was that Sir Seraphimon was really cool, and so was Magnamon or Magdramon. <laughs> Magnadramon, sorry. Those are really cool. Those they were really cool designs. I hate that they don't show, show up for a long time, if ever. <laughs> Yeah, no, we have to wait until we're fucking actual adults to get them any legitimate media. That's it's a curse. Sucks. It's a curse. It is a curse. They're such cool designs. I, such cool designs, but it's just wait. It's just wasted. They don't do anything. They just go, "We're gonna kick ass," and then they immediately get not. They immediately fuck up. Yeah. So, quick thing. I'm. I might not be the best digital power scaler out there, but from my baseline knowledge. I, I'm pretty sure that two Mega Evolution Digimon would have been stronger than two Golden Edge di Egg Digimon because I think those are the Golden Eggs are only Ultimate level, so it was kind of weird for me as someone who's kind of dove into the Digimon culture and understands you know the what every not everything but you know starting to understand what these fucking forms mean and shit. I was like mm -hmm. two Mega Digimon, let's go, and then they immediately get smacked, and I'm like, oh. Well, I'm confused. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you can't use a term like, you know, the, the mega that and just the golden egg thing. It didn't feel it didn't look as cool as it didn't look as cool as like what 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 they were doing over there, you know? So it just didn't feel like they had warranted that loss. It just felt like they had to lose so that they could pull out the golden eggs. 
Yeah, no, you know what? Back to your question, what would I have done to fix this part? I would have given them a full 10-minute fight sequence to at least do something. I feel like that's that's perfectly what should have been done. I feel like maybe they cut it, you know? Maybe there was, like, a scene where, like, Seraphmon, like, skewered, skewered Kokomon inside or something. <laughs> or, like, you know, you know how, like, Japanese kids' entertainment will be. Suddenly the most horrific scene that should have been, you've ever seen will transpire and you're just this is for kids <laughs> maybe that happened hopefully we can we i can dream and i refuse to watch the original cut so this will stay in my mind i feel like i want to watch the original cut not so i can be an elitist about it and go like oh you watched digimon the movie well i watched our war games but mostly so i can see how that played out just for the uh, the 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 curiosity's sake no me too after learning about the the creation of this movie I've been super interested in, in searching out the the individual OVAs and watching them and seeing like what was taken out and how much it added to the original story. Mm-hmm. Well, it feels like I think so, I read somewhere during my research it said like forty minutes across the board was taken out through all three films. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm definitely feeling like the last one got the the brunt of that forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, because I I know the first one, again, it wasn't, we got most of the Digimon Adventure uh, short film OVA, whatever, we got most of that in this movie. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really a lot cut out, so I think you're right, where it's like, well, we need an extra 40 minutes for this bad boy, fuck it, get Digimon Adventure (laughs) 2. Well, it's Um, probably also because it was was out at the time, you know, I think, what, was Digimon Adventure 2, it would have had to have been currently in the midst of it. So I mean, you have to throw in the latest thing. Yeah, it was at least airing over here. I don't know if it had, if it had finished yet, but uh, was definitely on TV. Hmm. I didn't do that much research into what the timeline or everything's, but I'm just gonna just gonna assume you're right, and that anybody who has anything else to say is probably wrong or uh, <laughs> factually incompetent. No, like I'm not looking at like notes that I've taken as, but I've you know, in the past fucking three or four months i've I've listened to a lot of digimon content so it's all it's all kind of seeped into the brain hmm. well uh all right so um matt i gotta ask um individually what do you rate these these sequences and as a whole what do you rate the the entirety of the digimon movie um well i give the first one digimon adventure i give that one a i give that one a seven it's pretty good, you know, nothing like outside of the Digimon license, it wouldn't be anything you like were particularly like memorable, but it's still really good animation and it's a pretty cute story and all that. I give our war game a, a nine. Hell uh, yeah. Really hyped, really entertained throughout of it. Good quips, good quips, which is uh the, the quintessential part of a good English dub in the nineties, nineties. Uh so a nine, perfectly entertained throughout the entire thing. Loved it, loved it, got me in really wanting more Digimon after I finished it. And I give, let me pull up the whole last name. Uh, I had it pulled up earlier, but then I started looking up pics of Magnetramon. Do you want me, do you want me to do it? You want me to read it? Yeah. It you right just said, yeah. All right. Digimon adventure. O two part one, Digimon hurricane landing slash part two transcendent evolution. The golden Digimentals. <laughs> yeah. I give that one a four. Okay. Yeah, it's I give fair. it a yeah, I give it a four. It's not um, it's no, it's barely entertaining. It's not good. It goes too fast. It's uh, 
Uh, Willis barely has any time. All he is is the horny boy. And uh, he's not. A, I don't really like it that whole much. And uh, But it does have runaround in it. So there's a point for that. That's true. That does. That always gets a point. Yeah, well, there was hard, there was hardly any of the soundtrack in there outside of Runaround, right? Yeah, I, oh, hmm. I, I think it, you what was it. the impression that I get? Where was that at? Oh my god! I want to. For some reason, I want to say that that was like when the the nuke didn't explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was actually. Yeah, because they all Cause tilted it's... their head in time or something like that. Yeah, and it's like it used the line, "Have you ever been close to tragedy?" Oh, of course. So yeah, um, so as a whole, as the Digimon movie that we got as shitty fucking Americans, what do you rate this bad boy? I think I'm going to give it, uh, I think I have to give it a seven. Okay. Um, you know, the first two sequences, first two parts, really, really good. Our war game, pretty fun. A lot of fun there. And then you just get a sour. If it had ended there, probably would have been like a solid 8.5 or something like that. I would have been thoroughly entranced with it. Think it's like, yo, the Digimon movie was actually really good. You're just stupid. But then the final part happens and I just fall off completely and don't really even care. So, uh, and even my VCR didn't even care because it said, yeah, I'm going to flip this film over and over, dude. (laughs) But um, yeah, not a fan, not a fan. So I feel like a seven is right where it needs to be. Those first two parts are great, really good, and then just, you know, just falls falls off completely, as the kids say. Uh, what hey. about you? What are your feelings? What are your scores individually and all that? So, um, for the first two parts, uh, Digimon Adventure and Digimon Adventure R War Game, a heavy nostalgia ridden ten out of ten. Ooh, um, that those are just those are memories that are I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life, and. You know, nothing hits that emotional spot like watching Ty grab the whistle from Kari. Like, it's just, it hits like nothing else will ever hit. Um, as far as the last part, which I am not going to say again, um, I'm, I'm going to give that like a, I'll give it a six. I think, I think that's fair. I think I like it better as a connected narrative, though. You know what I mean? Like, as, no, a, yeah. By itself, I don't know that I would like it as much, but because they have this through line with Diaboromon and everything, I'm I'm more into it. Mm-hmm. So I'll give that last part a six. On the whole, um, fuck it. I mean, we'll give it a nine. We'll give. I'll, I'll, you know, if I can, if it's on Mal or something, I think they're all individually separated. But yeah, I'd give it a nine. I have no problem. And the only reason it's not a ten out of ten, it's because all the faults that you mentioned about the last part are just objectively true that's not Mm -hmm. even nostalgia can't even get past some of it so there we are i mean that's a. I mean like i feel like the solid i could i could have given our war game a 10 it it is just so engaging it's it's really good i maybe that's just me just riding that hype wave but no i feel like you're i feel like the nostalgia is perfectly acceptable reason to give a 10 like that it's if if it resonates with you then that's all that matters yeah, it's one of the like objectively I'm never going to say that Digimon the production value of Digimon is is objectively god awful, but it's it's me, you know, it's part of me that I will always love and yeah, it's it's not I'm not going to go you know, some new anime fans like, "Oh, I just just finished Demon Slayer. What else should I watch?" But I'm not going to look at them and be like, "If you want to watch a real fucking anime, 
Watch the first isekai, Digimon, and then you'll have your chops cut out for you. <laughs> I know what I I know what I am. I'm a hopeless Digimon fan that likes a T-Rex with a nuclear rocket in his chest. And that's who I'll always be. I mean, I don't think anybody would ever, ever, like, say, hey, you know, you, you've been watching a lot of good anime, but take it back to Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I just can't see that. But Digimon, for us who were there, you know, who were going through it when it was coming out, I mean, I feel like I've heard so much about Digimon Tamers that I want to get into it. People are like, it's the best Digimon. I've seen people make three by threes across different servers who put Digimon Tamers on there. And it makes really? me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. No Some, shit. Um, yeah, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. It's real. I mean, I've definitely heard the Tamers praise, but um, to put it on a three by three, that's that's some high fucking praise right there. Hey, somebody, I mean, if it's part of your identity, I mean, I, I guess you would have to put it on there. But for us who were there, I do feel like that Digimon adventure and the hype around this movie and everything it was doing is just, you you can't understand it if you weren't there. Yeah, this uh, Digimon, I think it has its merits on its own without nostalgia, but I do think it's a hard sell, um, a harder sell. If you do, if you like you said, if you weren't there, if you didn't grow up in the fucking Team Pokemon versus Team Digimon era, which was a real goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, were there any other? Was there anything else you wanted to say just about Digimon as a whole? Um, you want to talk about your experience with Adventure One as you're going through it, or what else you got? Um, hey, Digimon is really cool. That's what, that's all I got. I really um going through Adventure One. It's not re- it, like obviously it's not hitting me as hard as it was when I was a kid. Sure. But still, there's so much cool things in Digimon that I don't think anybody can deny the the Dark Masters, the Dark Master Digimon. Those Digimon still feel scary. They still uh fucking fucking vampire demon dude. I'm childhood me was scared of that dude. Um, yeah, you remember him? What is his name? Yeah. Oh yeah, Pydramon. Pydramon, the dude who just like kissed a woman Pi- when he no. popped out of the digit world and killed her. Yeah. Um. Wait. I can't because there's like two. There's like a couple big bads. There's Myotismon, who is the more vampire one, and then there's um Piedmon, who is the more clownish one. Oh, that I'm looking up Piedmon now. He was scared. I think it might be Myotismon. Myotismon's a fucker. Myotismon is a fucker. It is, is Myotismon. Yeah, no, Myotismon's straight up terrifying. And then, like, it, just speaking to as as a kid, you don't. I mean, I didn't have any experience with like isekai media. Maybe like Narnia as a portal fantasy, but I this was like my first other world seeping into our world narrative. And I was like, shit, this shit can really happen. Oh no. <laughs> well. <laughs> He was just so he was just so scary. I remember the sequence. You know, okay, you remember this. You remember how when every time a Digimon appeared, they would do that thing where they like, you know, showed you the Digimon and sh- like a character would tell you quick facts about it. Oh yeah, yeah, love that. It's the love that. It's great. It's a great thing to do, especially for stupid kids like like I was who would just be oh I uh, what huh? <laughs> but when they uh, my Otismon um became like a became like that dark blob thing at the end of adventure or whatever whatever happened at the end of adventure quaking with fear i was quaking with fear i was watching the tv from another room i was so scared i was like that's just gonna happen and he could just do that 
I was scared. I was, was legitimately horrified. And he's still looking at him. He still doesn't. It's just. I don't know. He looks cor- He might look corny if you don't know and if you weren't there. But still, my Otisman. My Otisman's still coming to my dreams and haunting me every now and then. I feel. I. I. Yeah. I don't like it. That's fair, man. I, I think that speaks to why Digimon is so has stuck around and is so resonant with people who grew up with it. Because as you know, Pokemon's cool and Pokemon's fun, and you can catch them all, and you got a bunch of cute little critters, and you know they're they're kind of like your pets. But to use a quote from Terriermon in the final movie, Willis, I'm not your pet. I'm your friend. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just that the emotional. They they went to a different place in Digimon that a lot of kids media wasn't going to do. You know, there were sad moments in Pokemon, but was Ash ever truly like questioning his humanity or was there ever an existential threat like a Myotismon who was threatening to kill your entire family? No, that wasn't what Pokemon was doing. And I think the reason that the fact that Digimon did do those things is why it's it still lives in the brain of people who are close to 30. Mm. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. I just, I feel like Digimon, what it, it, I, it does go back to that quote you, the quote you used, the fact that the Digimon are your friends and they are actual, they have actual character. Not that the Pokemon from the anime don't have character or anything like that, but these are creatures who are your friends and, when they get hurt, you know, like they're actually getting hurt. Like you're not going like dog fighting with them like in Pokemon. You know, like if a Pokemon yeah. gets hurt, well shit, you shouldn't have sent your Pikachu against a golem, dude. I don't know what to tell you. And but, why didn't you turn the sprinklers on first, idiot? Yeah. Why didn't you why didn't you do that, stupid? Yeah, so the stakes in Digimon always being this ever this ever high that the world could get destroyed and like you're digi destined, you you are going to be assigned an arbitrary character. You're the, you've got the power of courage. You've got the power of friendship. You've got the power of, eh, I don't know, light, whatever that, that means. That was, that was one. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kyrie had, Kari had light, right? Yes. Yep. Like everybody had like a personality trait and he, she just got light. Yeah, but to be fair, like everybody else had a had something they needed to work on where Kari has been perfect since the day she was born. True so, enough. Kari yeah. was fairly just an innocent goodness throughout it. I like TK too. I like kid TK. TK is great. Yeah, I love TK. I love his I love uh I love uh I love the fact that he just gets a Digimon that suddenly just turns into a whole ass angel for no reason. <laughs> I think uh oh the last time we recorded you're you're you used the quote, I am now a messenger of God. <laughs> that I think of that every time I see Angemon now. I mean, he literally just goes whole, he just goes whole last Jehovah's Witness. He's like, yeah, I'm cute and at your door. And now uh, you need to, you need to know about this guy. Jesus? Hey, pretty cool. <laughs> the rapture is now. <laughs> and I am an agent of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> The vengeance is the Lord, and I am his agent. <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's so much I could talk about Digimon. I, I really, even at a halfway through at Adventure One, I, I, and playing like Digimon Survive and d- d- putting my toes every now and then in Cyber Sleuth. 
because that's kind of a more of a grindy game that the term. Oh yeah, I, I didn't get very far into Cyber Sleuth for that exact reason. Yeah, Cyber, you have to grind so much in Cyber Sleuth and complete those missions to Digivolve and all that, and then you just get things that are better. You're basically just staving off to the in, the inevitable time when you need a better Digimon, and that's frustrating. Um, uh, but Digimon Survive's got a cool story, and I, I just like the fact that uh, you can. There's so, like I said at the top of this episode or earlier on, they're so malleable that you could make like a, a story about gods and goddesses and use Digimon in that way and then have it like be a sort of you know just a uh, almost a pseudo horror i mean there's so much that digimon does and it's, it's just really cool i wish i wish that i had a time enough to consume it all it's it's a big commitment for genuinely not a lot of gain unless you are 100 percent emotionally invested or you know like you've been doing playing something on the side and just kind of listening in and then when my otis mom show my otis mom shows up then you can start paying attention <laughs> you go into the other room and go and basically tell my roommate i'm like i'm scared <laughs> there's a predator on the screen and i just don't know how to deal with that look i'm gonna sit in the living room but i'm watching stuff in the in my room all right just leave me under the blanket and don't question me <laughs> it's really scary what's going on up there and i don't think you're ready i don't think you want to be up there when you see it it's Checks not good. On you. Matt, are you okay? You <laughs> scream. You wouldn't understand. It's my Yotus Mon. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't fucking get it. We're all dead. <laughs> He's out in the real world right now. <laughs> he could be eating a cat or something. <sighs> He's just Matt's scary. Un- you gotta get it. You don't understand. <laughs> Under your bed with all the sharp implements in your house. You just, ah, <laughs> when he comes here, I'm gonna get him. <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to ditch you, destroy your digi dick. I don't know, man. I'm just scared. I, I, I just, it's just oh, scary. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Somebody no, else no. out there has to be scared of my Otis Mon like I was as a kid. I'm sure there's a lot of people. Um, you know, <laughs> join, uh, join the Discord. Let us know if you were also terrified of my Otis Mon. Yeah, join the Myotis Mon support group. We will get over this together. If there's enough of us, I'll make a channel in the server. I'll do it. <laughs> Myotis Mon recovery group. <laughs> JD's just like, what is this? It's just like, you wouldn't know, man. <laughs> I'll leave for two weeks to go do my favorite pastime and come back to this. <laughs> this wasn't worth killing, bagging 20 people, people over. <laughs> Are you kidding? They only give you tags for five, Matt. Come on. Act like oh, you've been here I- before. It's been a while since I've hunted people, you know. Sorry. I just don't have the time anymore. It's such a consuming hobby. It's expensive, too. You know, it, it's not a hobby that has been inflation-proof, I'll tell you that. Absolutely not. And, you know, J- I just don't know where JD gets, like, the practice for it, either. It's it's like, once you once you shoot at a person and you miss, they kind of catch on really quick that they should not stand still. It just, it's not, it doesn't work out well. Well, you know, that's the where the thrill of the hunt comes in. <laughs> You know, you don't, some, some guys I've heard go there and just want a man strapped to a tree. Not, not JD. Again, he, he, he's there for a reason. Oh, JD. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry if you got to the end of this, JD. I'm really sorry that I did a terrible impression of you. I'm sorry. I thought it sounded great in my head. I'd be surprised if he even starts this episode. Maybe he will just to check on me, but if I know JD is going to say Digimon, I'm glad I wasn't there this week. 
Oh, that's fair enough. I can't see JD doing it either. So I could just talk about it, whatever I want to at the end. Right. And he won't yeah, hear it. Yeah. At this point, like if he makes it through this far, um, it's his own fault. So say all the bad things, give, you know, give all the death threats you want to my co-host. Now's the time, I mean... Matt. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, I said it in that, I said it, I said it some point after that episode, but the man really does just say stuff sometimes that makes you go, where did that come from? What's going on up there, bud? <laughs> the whale dick thing, I still think about it. I'm like, I don't know how he got there. The Pokemon fucking either. I don't know where that came from either. I will never forget him exclaiming that he will fuck a cabbage. Don't know why he said it, <laughs> but he said it. <laughs> I mean, there's... <laughs> He's he's got he's he's like he's there's a lot going on in that man's brain and it's all it's all good don't don't get me wrong it's all good yeah no he says he's simple but that's that's a cover that's so it nobody questions him it is a cover there's nothing simple about that brain there's it's running comp it's running like two sequences at the same time my computer can't even run more than one application without like getting out of breath but that man's just doing like five or six he's galaxy brain for sure. <laughs> Oh, he's shit. playing the long game too. Yeah, no, he's, he's uh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you're gonna step. You're like you're gonna be at your lowest of a low and wonder how this happened. He's just gonna step out of the shadow and he's gonna be like, "It was me all along." He's, he's like, playing 4D chess and we're all playing checkers. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, unless you want to start keep talking shit about JD, Matt. Uh, first of all, thank you for coming on, and second of all, if anybody happens to not know where they can find you or not know anything about your podcast. Now's the time. Tell them, tell them all about it. Uh, well, hey, I'm Matt. I do a little podcast, and by little, I mean it is very little. Uh, called Otaku Melancholy. It is anime. Talks about anime? Question mark. Um, but if you go to Spotify and you type in Otaku Melancholy, it's probably gonna pull up like every single other Otaku podcast, Otaku Spirit, Otaku Host Club, all great things. But then you decide you don't want great. You want eh, mediocre at best, and you go to my podcast, and you check that out, and you go there, and you just have a wild time. It's great. We talk about, uh, we just talk about whatever just happens to be on my mind anime-wise that week. Uh, have been recovering from a brief hiatus, so the last, <laughs> I would not listen to the last two episodes, because it's basically me just throwing my hands up going, fuck it, I don't want to talk music. Here you go. Bye. Um, but no, uh, if you haven't ever listened to my podcast, go do that. There's some of the episodes, um, I really could, you can go listen to the stuff with Earthworm on it with Earthworm and JD. That's, that's all you really need to listen to. Probably anything that's got our guests on it. Cause they're all great. Otaku host club, JD, Earthworm, all of that. They're all great people. Go check that out. Go check out the episodes with them on it. Don't listen to just me talking to myself. It ain't great. It ain't great, chief. It ain't great. But yeah, com. if you want to go dive deeper down that uh rabbit hole just there yeah go find me go listen if you want to i'm not gonna force you do what you want i'm gonna force you i'm gonna track down every single person who ever listens to this episode and i'm gonna make sure (laughs) well i mean if you just got a couple you know like you just 30 minutes you know try it out don't start with the first episode recording with like potatoes you know that's what i think i have to say to everybody at this point don't listen to that first episode that's garbage no, don't ever do that with any podcast unless it has like some fucking celebrity or some shit behind it. No, no, don't don't do that to us. We deserve yeah. better. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I wouldn't say listen to. I honestly would not say to of, of my of any of my work. Don't listen to the first like forty episodes. Actually, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't put that on you. It ain't great. We're cover- <laughs> we're recording podcasts with house plants in a closet. It's not good. 
Yeah, and then we realized houseplants don't record vocals. Yeah, and that they echo a lot. Oh, well. Yeah. You know. Fucking. No, I didn't know. I, really? Houseplants actually echo a lot? Oh, no, I, I was joking. Oh, okay. All right, fuck. I was like, well, dude, you know as well as I do, um, audio's fucked, and I would believe it. <laughs> anyway, um, before I start making more outrageous claims... I gave the plugs earlier, but here they are again. Uh, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, uh, yeah, uh, Instagram and Twitter and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, check those out if you want to get in touch with us. If you like the podcast and you want to do a little bit more to support, patreon.com slash animebrotherspodcast. And uh, yeah, it's a dollar. And that's, you know, you get into everything. You get early access to extra episodes, patron exclusive chat. It's all good. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, well, until next week when... JD has returned from his hunting trip. Matt, thanks for hanging out with me and making me not be alone, my friend, and letting me talk about one of my favorite favorite media franchises of all time. Hey, thank you for inviting me and letting me do this. It means a whole, whole lot. It was a lot of fun, too. So, you know, the thanks really should be extended to you. So, hey, thank no, thank you. No, 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 uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.